The coronavirus pandemic is here and we'll help guide you through it. The news about COVID-19 is changing daily. Keeping you up to date each morning with developments, this podcast will give you our latest news and some ideas of what to expect moving forward. Daily at herald-review.com. Hello, this is Annalisa Trofimuk, a government reporter with the Herald and Review. I hope you're all having a good week so far. In today's podcast, you will hear some updates on recreational activities that will reopen in Nelson Park today. We will hear how local enforcement is handling conceal and carry rules in relation to face coverings. Governor J.B. Pritzker, during a press conference yesterday, unveiled his five-phase Restore Illinois plan to reopen the state by region. The H&R spoke with local leaders for their take on the new plan. I also have the latest state and local case numbers for you. We have an exciting announcement that I will share at the end of this podcast, so stick around for that. As always, you can find all of the reporting mentioned today in the print editions of the Herald and Review and online at herald-review.com. We have dropped the paywall on coronavirus coverage, so those articles are free to read. Today's resource highlight is about COVID-19 symptoms and what you should do if you think you are experiencing some of the symptoms, which include fever, cough, shortness of breath, chills, repeated shaking with chills, muscle pain, headache, sore throat, and loss of taste or smell. Officials have recommended that you not go to an emergency room or doctor's office unless it is a true emergency. Call your primary doctor first. If you don't have a primary doctor, you can call DMH Medical Group at 217-876-2856, HSHS Medical Group Patient Advocate at 844-520-8897, Crossing Healthcare at 217-877-9117, SIU at 217-872-3800. For COVID-19 screening, the following resources are available. Memorial Health Systems Respiratory Screening Clinic located at DMH Express Care East, 4455 U.S. 36 East, is open seven days a week, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Before coming to the respiratory clinic, individuals should call 217-876-1200. HSHS St. Mary's Hospital has a 24-7 COVID-19 hotline at 217 464-2966. HSHS Medical Group offers free virtual assessments for COVID-19 at www.anytimecare.com. In local news, reporter Garrett Karsten writes all tennis courts and pickleball courts and the disc golf course in Nelson Park will reopen today with restricted rules of play. Social distancing at a minimum of six feet apart will be required and players must follow the rules and guidelines set by the United States Tennis Association, Disc Golf, and Pickleball Organizations. Open green space, parks, and trails are currently open to the public. The Park District, in a statement Tuesday, said the reopening of additional park amenities is based on guidance from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, Illinois Department of Public Health, and Macon County Health Department. Restrooms and water fountains may have limited access. Anyone experiencing COVID-19 symptoms should not use parks or trails. Reporter Tony Reed spoke with local law enforcement yesterday about how they plan to handle situations where citizens wearing face masks are also armed. Tony writes, citizens who are both masked and armed will not alarm law enforcement indicator at Macon County just as long as they are not committing a crime, top law enforcement officials said Tuesday. Before COVID-19 came along and upended normal life, carrying a concealed weapon while also concealing your identity was a Class 4 felony worthy of up to three years in prison. 
but Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker has stated that wearing a face mask in public to comply with his orders to try and stem the spread of the virus would not violate concealed carry rules. Both Decatur Police Command and the Macon County State's Attorney's Office say they have no problem with that. Tony spoke with Decatur Deputy Police Chief Shane Brandell for the story, and you can see what he and Macon County State's Attorney Jay Scott had to say in the story on our website or in today's paper. As I mentioned earlier, Governor J.B. Pritzker announced his Restore Illinois plan to safely reopen the state in five phases. The state has been split up into regions determined by the Illinois Department of Public Health. The regions can move forward or backward according to the new plan, but the final phase of the plan, which basically allows for total reopening of businesses, no face coverings, and gatherings are allowed, is only possible if there is a vaccine or readily available treatment or if there has been an extended period of time without growth in case numbers. We have multiple stories already on this subject, and I will link to a few in the article attached to this podcast. I spoke with leaders in Macon County who said the plan overall is a positive measure for Central Illinois. Decatur Mayor Julie Moore-Wolf said the five-phase plan will allow community leaders to focus on their own unique circumstances. Many Illinois mayors had advocated for the regional approach, she said. She's quoted in the article saying the following, Being grouped with other cities in similar situations is a good thing for Decatur because it will give us the chance to address our challenges. Our main challenge and greatest priority will always be the health of our residents. Decatur is part of the Central Illinois region that also includes Champaign, Christian, Coles, DeWitt, Effingham, Fayette, Logan, Moultrie, Pyatt, Sangamon, and Shelby counties, among others. Macon County officials announced on Tuesday the death of the 14th resident who had tested positive for COVID-19. The patient, a woman in her 70s, had lived at Fairhaven Senior Living, which has been associated with more than 70 of the county's total 127 cases. Moore Wolf said she mentioned the facility during a phone call led by Pritzker shortly after the announcement of the plan Tuesday afternoon. She asked if having a nursing home with a high number of positive COVID-19 cases would hurt the county and others within the region. She said Pritzker advised that would not be the case because the Illinois Department of Public Health is looking at the regions from a broad perspective and would determine their needs for ventilators and intensive care unit beds based on the total regional case numbers. Fairhavens isn't the only central Illinois nursing home with a high concentration of cases. Villa Senior Care Community in Springfield is experiencing a similar issue with over 50 residents and several staff members having tested positive for coronavirus. Macon County Public Health Administrator Brandy Binkley said the data-driven plan is a welcome step forward. She's quoted in the article saying the following, The plan shows that yes, we will be able to be together again and be able to see each other and feel safe doing so, Binkley said. That should give people hope that this will end. The state is being very upfront, though, that anything could happen and if we don't take the right steps, we could go backwards. There's more from Moore Wolf and Binkley in this article, along with Brad Cole, the executive director of the Illinois Municipal League. The full story can be found on our website. The state also announced Tuesday 2,122 new cases of coronavirus disease in Illinois, including 176 additional deaths. Editor Chris Coates writes IDPH is reporting a total of 65,962 cases, including 2,838 deaths in 97 counties in Illinois. Within the past 24 hours, laboratories have processed 13,139 specimens for a total of 346,286. In regional news, one new case of COVID-19 in Montgomery County was confirmed by officials Tuesday. 
The Christian Montgomery Emergency Management Agency in a news release Tuesday did not include details of the resident who tested positive. The team has not been sharing the gender, age, or conditions of the last several confirmed cases in Christian and Montgomery counties to protect the privacy of patients and their families. Officials advise that all residents follow state social distancing and facial covering orders to prevent the spread of the virus. As of 5 p.m. Monday, there were 30 total positive tests in Montgomery County, including one death and 410 negative tests. No new cases were reported in Christian County, which has a total of 28 positive tests since the start of the pandemic. The total cases includes four deaths and 373 negative tests. Chrismont EMA officials for the last several weeks have sent daily news releases with the latest numbers of cases and tests. They said Tuesday that going forward, they will move to weekly press releases on Fridays unless an event warrants additional communications. We briefly touched on the most recent update for Bacon County earlier, but here is the full report from editor Allison Petty. A woman in her 70s was the 14th Bacon County resident to die after testing positive for COVID-19, officials say. The county's joint crisis communication team said the woman was a resident of Fairhaven's Senior Living, which had more than 70 cases of coronavirus between staff and residents. There have been 1,025 tests performed in Macon County, according to the crisis communication team, which is made up of local and government officials. Officials also announced two new confirmed cases, bringing the county's total to 127. Of those, 79 people are in home isolation, 11 are hospitalized, and 23 have been released from isolation. Each day, the Macon County Crisis Team includes infographics in their news releases. We publish them in our articles along with the daily updates, and you can check that out online. So I wanted to end today's podcast with a brief, exciting announcement from the Herald Interview. The Herald Interview has received top honors in the Illinois Associated Press Media Editors 2019 contest. It was also announced earlier this spring that the Herald Interview received 13 honors from the Illinois Press Association. I'll include the full list of the awards each staff member received, but recipients include photojournalist Clay Jackson, editor Chris Coates, sports editor Justin Kahn, sports reporter Joey Wagner, reporter Donette Peckett, reporter Valerie Wells, reporter Tony Reed, our entire editorial board, and myself. This was definitely welcome news for the Herald Review team, and we are super excited to share it with you. And this wraps up today's podcast. Thank you all so much for listening, especially to our subscribers who support us and allow us to continue reporting important news in our community. Have a great day and I'll see you all tomorrow.